Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you're here today. Hey, Cece, why don't you come up here? Um, Cece has uh, uh, turned in a uh, her belief statement, and that, and she wants to join our Yay. church. Yay. So this is Cece, and we're thankful for that. And uh, so we want you to get to know Cece. She is going to be around here for a while, and so she's made this commitment. Yay. We're glad for that. Yes. And uh, she. Uh, she already has um, uh, showed an interest and in get involved in different ministries, and so we're grateful for that. And so, I w would you um, join me in praying over CC right now as she has made this decision to be um, part of our church family? Father, we are thankful for CC, and God, you have brought her to us. And God, we know that you said in your word that you place people where they're needed and the gifts that she has and the love for you and love for others God she'll fit right in and God we just ask you bless um, this um, relationship that will continue to grow help us to always be a blessing to Cece and uh, God I pray that you just use her in a mighty way for the kingdom of God and reaching the commu our community with the gospel, the good news, Jesus Christ has been born. Light has come into darkness. So thank you for uh, bringing Cece our way. And God bless her in, in many, many ways beyond uh, her imagination and our imagination as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Cece. God bless you. All right. All right, get to know Cece. She's going to be around. Um, let, let's... Uh, Let's just say a couple things before we get into the worship time. Um, first of all, I want to say that uh, we have our connection cards back there. That's a great way to communicate what's happening in your world, and we'd love to hear about that. And then also uh, uh, offering. We don't pass a plate, but it's back there, the offering box or offering plate, whichever you're comfortable with. And then, um, you know... Um, we weren't going to have a Christmas Eve service because there was a lot of people gone and, and so forth. And, and then um, uh, I put out an email to our deacons, and, and one guy responded back, said that God had laid upon his heart to do a Christmas Eve service. Awesome. And that's Russ. Russ, right back there. Raise your hand, Russ. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so if you uh, would like to do a Christmas Eve service, It'll be a very simple, it won't be, uh, it'll be less than an hour, and it's going to be at 4 o'clock on Thursday, Christmas Eve. And so if you'd like to come, be a part of that. If you have any questions, you can see uh, Russ about that. And so I appreciate that. It's always good. I've had several people ask, are we doing a Christmas Eve service? And so um, uh, thankful that Russ was able to step up and do that. And so today is our Christmas service. It's very special. It's a Sunday before Christmas, and uh, we thought we would just uh, do something a little extra special for the, the service, and we got some Christmas music we're getting ready to sing, and so got some special music, and um, so when we come to the sermon time, I want to set this up because 
we divided the sermon in three different parts with three different speakers. And, and our theme for the last a Sunday, a few Sundays, has been the spirit of Christmas. It just seemed like there's, a, there's something just working, the forces are working against the spirit of Christmas. And we thought we would just keep that uh, spirit of Christmas alive, the true spirit of Christ, uh, 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 celebrating Christ at this time. And so we've been focusing on that. And so we have um, the Christmas pass, and uh, we have uh, chosen Wayne to speak about the Christmas. He's got a lot of past. <laughs> and uh, so of all the people, well, yep, but he has a, a lot of history walking with Jesus. And uh, um, so he's going to speak about that. And then Rory's going to be, I asked Rory to, to sing a special song. And then we're going to go into, and Hillary's going to testify as well. And uh, I just saw her. There you are. You moved up. Okay. Good. And so, Hillary, you just slide right in there, and uh, uh, Hillary's going to testify about the Christmas present. And she is uh, somewhat of a new believer. What, what has God done in her life? And we're going to, she's going to testify Christmas. And then I'm going to, uh, and then I've asked my wife Cindy to sing, um, and then I'm going to um, finish it off talking about our Christmas, spirit of Christmas in the future. And so that's the order of the service. And then after that, we have communion, if you'd like to take communion with us. And so let's join uh, in prayer uh, and ask God to just use this service to bless each of us. Would you do that? Open your hearts. Father, we come, come to you today. The table has been set. All the Christmas treats are out before us, the, the spiritual Christmas treats. They're ready, they're prepared, and God, you want to do something wonderful and great in each of our lives. This day is a special day, because it's the Lord's day. And it's a day that we celebrate your birth and what that means, the whole purpose of you coming to be with us was the greatest gift that, God, you could ever give us. It's an eternal gift. And Father, just press upon us how you want to speak to us. Help us to have ears to hear, a heart, a feet to apply what we hear. God, just move in us, among us, and be with our, our speakers today, each one of them. God, they have studied, they pray, and, and they're ready. And so, Father, bless them and all the special music and all this, Lord. We present this as a gift to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Please stand with me. All right, let's stand up. We're going to go back to that slide. Go back. This is our memory verse for the month. Let's say it together. If you know it by heart, close your eyes. <laughs> and Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Luke 1, 46 and 47. Let's say it one more time. And Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Luke 1, 46 and 47. May we do that today with our song from our heart. Yeah. 
our faves. It's your breath in our lungs. 
Lord, we are truly blessed. I thank you, Lord, that uh, we have already heard from you this morning. I pray, Lord, for each one that is here today. I pray that uh, you will touch everyone. I pray, Lord, for the speakers and for the musicians and singers. And may we truly hear from you what you want us to hear in this glorious season. Thank you for the birth of your child that allows us to celebrate. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. Merry Christmas. It's really good to, to be with the, the family today. You get to see all the neat people, the foundation, the new reinforcement over here, <laughs> all the good stuff that God's doing. Well, pastor's got this idea that we should talk about the spirit of all this the spirit of Christmas. He said something about the spirit of the past being a subject, and he took one look at me and said, you've got to know more than everybody because <laughs> <laughs> you've got more of it. Well, I'll try to make it brief. It's only 16 pages here. <clears throat> it was 1945. Long before you guys were born, most of you. The war was over. America's armed forces and their allies had defeated the evil empire in the Pacific. Uh, the, truth, the troops had come home and God had answered our family prayers. My daddy and his brother were back home. Let me back up for just a second. A few years before, when my dad had volunteered, we were living in Oklahoma. He and his brother came up with a plan, because his brother lived out here, to move all the family to California to circle the wagons and they would report to service, and the families would shelter in place. So we headed west. The men went off to serve, and the women, lo and behold, went to work in a bomb factory. There were many other uh, changes, too, uh, government rationing for food, raising rabbits if we wanted meat, chickens for eggs, and so on and so forth. But God, he showed us a new way. He provided all we needed. Well, uh, a few years later, Dad, Daddy was in bad shape when he returned, but 
as they said back then, he was shell-shocked. Today we call it PTSD. He desperately wanted to go home. He wanted to go home to Oklahoma where he had a job waiting for his return. His company had promised him they would keep his job. He needed to recover, so we, we changed our plans a little bit on the way. And we returning to Oklahoma, we stopped off in Amarillo, Texas, where my mother's family lived. We all uh, found a way to get into a little one-bedroom apartment. Uh, my mom, my dad, my brother, who was crippled, my baby sister. And dad, just for a little bit, was able to find a job in a local grocery store to make a little money. I was almost eight years old. So mom and I devised this plan, not being too obvious, but we would go and take lunch to daddy to just to check on him every day. And as, each day as we'd walk by uh, this place, we'd see this little shop was a, a leather shop where this man made custom saddles and things. But for some reason, right in the middle of the window was this shiny little cap gun and holster set that was made just for, um, you know, like movie cowboys. I don't know, I could name some names, but you probably never heard of them. Roy Rogers, Gene Autry, all that. Well, for, for a second, Mom would let me stop there in my little Eskimo jacket, as she called it, and in my ear, <laughs> earmuffs. They're <laughs> pretty stupid looking. Anyway, I got to daydream for a second about the wild, wild west and shooting up the bad guys. And then we'd move on. I knew that we didn't have any money, but it was Christmas. I couldn't ask for that. Anyway, Christmas came like it always does. We didn't even have a real Christmas tree. But I got the greatest present <laughs> I ever got. It was sacrificial love in action. That gun and holster set wrapped up for me just for me, but the most important thing I've come to realize that it was the most, it was, it was the first example of God's gift to us. His sacrifice, he, he sacrificially gave his son because he loves us so much. Uh, there are a lot of stories, a lot of stories about deep family love, and hopefully we all can recognize the real, the real spirit of Christmas. Was and is found in God's present to all of us. 
laying in a manger, wrapped in some little baby clothes, being announced by the angels, our rescue, our salvation, a gift of eternal life to be lived out with our creator, the one that made us, the Lord God Almighty. Well, uh, this Christmas, we've all experienced struggle. We have uh, tough times, but God wants to unwrap his gift of love, his sacrificial love. He wants to put us in the manger and, and wrap us up in his purity and send us to the world to rescue others, to let them experience what we get to experience. So I pray that this will be the best Christmas we ever have. Thank you. Wow. 
mountain you won't climb up coming after me there's no wall you won't kick down lie you won't tear down coming after me there's no shadow you won't light up mountain you won't climb up coming after me no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. Okay. So hope you don't mind if I read from my notes. Um, wanted to thank Pastor Gary for inviting me to speak on the power of Christmas present and thank the Lord that we get this time together um, to honor him. It's pretty special to be meeting. Um, so last week was my mom's birthday, and when she invited a few close friends over, she requested no gifts, just presents, our time and attention. And so that statement has kind of stuck in my head because um, I'm sure if you ask Jesus, he would want the same thing. He would want just our presence, our worship, what we're doing today. So this service today, this kind of like encapsulates the whole spirit of Christ. Um, gathering and pouring out our love despite adversity. When dark forces would try to keep us separate and isolated, the thing we need and crave most is community and being together with our church body. So um, Last night I had a really cool experience. Um, I met a young man named Travis and he's turning 13. I think he turned 13 at midnight, um, but that wasn't what he was excited about. Um, he told me what he was really looking forward to was the next night when his whole family was gonna go sit on the roof um, to look at the planets align. And then he mentioned how some of his friends go to a Christian school and they told him that this was a powerful sign, a Christmas star, comparable to the brightness of the star of Bethlehem the night that Jesus was born. And he told me how excited he was to start going to church and to be saved by the Lord. And as someone who still counts herself as a new Christian, it was thrilling listening to my new friend share the magic and excitement that is coming to Christ. And so I did a quick search, and indeed, tomorrow, our planet's solar systems, uh, or our solar system's two largest planets, um, Jupiter and Saturn, will come uh, in close proximity to one another in what's known as the Great Conjunction, a rare event that may resemble the biblical star of Bethlehem, also known as the Christmas star, according to NASA. 
So I thought about Travis and how this beautiful metaphor of two planets coming close together is similar to what he's gonna feel when he is cleansed and he meets Christ anew through baptism because the stars do align when we're baptized. Our trajectory is forever affected when we uh, accept Christ into our lives. Suddenly the star that's within us uh, shines a little brighter because we're aligned with a new power source. Um, as, we, as our connection to Christ grows deeper, our habits become more instilled. And rather than trying to take control of our lives or having fear of what could happen, um, when we have Christ on our side, it's easy to relinquish the problem and know that it's already taken care of. When you get into a certain mindset, when you relinquish your problems, um, it starts to become second nature. And um, when I talked to Gary about wanting to talk to you guys about the power of habits, uh, he put it in biblical context and he said, um, think about what Mary was going through when she found out she was pregnant and she was gonna give birth. Um, and if she hadn't been so ingrained in her faith and had the habit and that trust, like how much her world would have been rocked. So we're just so lucky that we have a savior who has it all covered for us. And as I've been looking to this book called The Power of Atomic Habits, it's just, um, I highly recommend this audiobook and talks about how if you make small changes in your everyday life, it will adjust your path, even just 1%. And so if we make those changes today, um, we can just be put in a whole new world. Because I know about a year ago, I was in a totally different spot and um, just the changes that I've made you know, 1% a day have brought me here and it's kind of a miracle. So thank you guys. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you
did she know? You know, I think about Mary, and as a common practice at, at, during that time, that they would get married about the age of 15, and we know that Mary was engaged. So I was thinking about that. What was you doing at 15? I mean, it's amazing what Mary was going through, the things that she was wrestling with. And then the angel comes and announces that she's going to have a baby as a virgin, but not just any baby. It's the Son of God. What an honor, what a privilege it was for Mary to experience that. I want to focus on the remaining time, just a few moments about Mary found herself in an unfamiliar situation. In fact, no lady had ever been in this place where Mary was. Yes, she was a virgin, and she was with child. But not any child. She was going to give birth to the Messiah, Jesus Christ. God himself was taken on flesh, and Mary was the chosen vessel to accomplish this. And to add to the drama, she was engaged to a man who was probably older than Mary by the, by the man by the name of Joseph. And if that wasn't enough of unfamiliar things, she had to travel 30 miles away from her home and family. And this was in the last days of her pregnancy. And she came to a small village called Bethlehem. Unknown people to her, unknown place. But Mary was being led by God into a place that was both uncomfortable and unfamiliar to her. You know, I think about Mary and why God chose Mary. And perhaps it is this, because Mary gave a birth to Jesus Christ that when God saw Mary, he saw something in her heart that said that she would be willing to trust God, even if it meant that she had to leave all the things that gave her comfort. And she would trust God for all her comfort. And she was willing to trade all that was familiar to her and make the will of God the most familiar path in her life. I believe Mary had it in her heart to say, God, however and wherever you want to use me, I am yours. Mary inspires us, inspires us to trust God, even when it's uncomfortable. I'm not trying to place Mary up on a pedestal that's divine. She's just as a common girl that, that had a heart for God and was a willing vessel to be used to God however he saw fit. We find in Luke chapter 1 and verse 41, And when Elizabeth heard the greetings of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth, who was Mary's cousin, was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry. And she said this about Mary. She said, Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your, womb, of your womb. And then she said, Why is this granted to me, Elizabeth talking, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy, which was John the Baptist. And it says in verse 45, And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Mary was blessed and favored by God. 
And this is what God wants to do for us as well. Oh, my friend, he wants to bless you beyond your imagination. He he desires to favor us. As we trust him, he will. As we read the story about Christmas and and, and we try to figure out the spirit of Christmas back then, and, and and in that Christmas story, there was the element of fear. And so we don't sugarcoat this and say, you know, that was all smooth sailing for them because the angels came to to Mary and said, don't be afraid. Now, if if the angel said, don't be afraid, she must have been afraid. You know, when I was growing up, my, my mom would say, Gary, don't chew with your mouth full. And the reason she said that is because uh, I mean, don't talk with your with with your mouthful, and I said that wrong. And it said, and the reason she said that is because I was talking with my mouthful. And the reason the angel said, "Don't be afraid, Mary," is because she was afraid. There was that fear. And when the angel came to Joseph, and and the angel said, "Joseph, don't be afraid." The reason he had to say that because he was afraid. And when the shepherds were there on the, on the hillside and the angels came and they, and they had to say, don't be afraid, shepherds. Why? Because they were scared, scared, scared. <laughs> don't be afraid. There was fear at that first Christmas. My friend, whenever God brings us to the unknown, or the unexplained, that which is not familiar to us, always causes us to be in a place of concern and and fear. God does that. But listen, Mary was willing to follow God into unknown territory. She was willing to trust God when something was unexplainable. The reason is because of her faith in God, her belief in God, and who God was and what he could do. She was blessed by God to be that chosen vessel to give birth to the light of the world. And what an honor it was for Mary. And I say to you, I say to me, don't we want to be used by God like God used Mary? That God could look in our hearts and says, there's one that I would like to pour, I'd like to, to, to favor, I'd like to use because I see the heart as willing to go, willing to do what um, I asked that person to do. Now, I'm not talking, of course, about having a, a birth of Jesus, but I'm talking about just being used by God. Today, this evening, tomorrow, in the future. I'm talking about bringing Jesus into a community that, hears the, that needs to hear the good news. And the key to all this is just to be willing to trust God in that which is unfamiliar, that which is comfortable for us. It's out of our comfort zone that we go past that line and say, okay, God, I'm yours. I'll trust you. Perhaps a new experience God wants to do in our life and take us places and use us in a, in a whole different way. This is the way God is. And this is the way that we follow God is, is it is a process, is a life of faith. My challenge to you is simply to trust God like Mary. 
as we go into the future, that the spirit of Christmas continues to unravel in our life, that keeps going forward and trusting God, even in the unfamiliar. And I believe he will use us in amazing ways, ways that we've never dreamed of. God will use us and bless us and honor us by making a difference in people's lives as we trust him. And so I want to ask you to bow your heads in prayer. As we bow our heads in prayer, I want us to think about what God is doing in our life. This is what I know about God. And I say this from his word, and I say that by my own experience is that when God leads us, when God is speaking to us, it is someplace, some way we've we've never been. It's a new road. There, There are new steps. There's a new way of of choices that God is, is going to use us. But we are to be willing to trust God and say, okay, God, if that's what you want. When we go through that, there's always this crisis of faith, you know, always that, you know, can I trust God? Or can I? And yet God sends along comfort, words of encouragement to say, yes, my friend. Just like Elizabeth was, was spoke a word of encouragement to Mary. And the angels did to the shepherds and to Joseph. All these things were signs that this is the path and this is what God does. He, he, you may be here this morning and you may be struggling with something. But look, wherever God leads, he's going to give you encouragement to f- go forward into the unknown. You hear this morning, you do not know Jesus. This is, this is you know, it's, it's all new. That God wants, to, wants me to put my faith and trust in him and him only. We can trust God. He loves us. Our whole life is lived by faith, following the Lord. Father, we come to you in prayer. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for giving us even challenges of life that stretches us. And then come along beside us and encourage us. And and wherever you lead, however you want us to accomplish uh, your will, that you give us the means. You, You help us so that we could be successful in whatever and however you lead. We thank you for that. God, as we think about what you're doing right now, help us, Lord, to for those that are wrestling, that they just trust and turn it over to God and say, yes, God, if that's what you want, I'm good with that. And for those that have, are experiencing, may they see the rewards of their faith and trust in God. Father, I thank you for the testimonies that were given. 
and how they bless us, inspire us, and may our life as well, each of us be an inspiration like Mary was to us, that we can trust God. No matter if it gets difficult, no matter if it seems like the, maybe the government has rules that restrict our, 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 our worship with you, God, that we'll trust you. We'll go forward believing you'll provide for us and care for us. In Jesus' name, amen. This time we want to uh, take communion. You know, I was just thinking about communion. Communion is a focus on what Christ has done. And it was said very well earlier that Jesus sacrificed for us. And his sacrifice was, was that he came from heaven, a perfect place, to come to an imperfect place. He left perfect people to be with you and I who are imperfect. You know, he, he was willing to do something that was unfamiliar, that was new, that, that was uncomfortable. And he did that for you and I. He traded comfort for the difficult. When people who loved him and always loved him and to face people who, who ridiculed him and eventually took him to the cross. So this is what communion is about. And so as, as we get ready to take communion, why don't you just bow our heads and in your own heart, make sure that you're ready to receive communion. There's nothing between you and God. And this is the time to, to refocus, to realign your life and say, Jesus, it's all about you. And then maybe say something about how grateful and how appreciative that you are for his sacrifice. Heavenly Father, thank you for giving your son for us. And that was a great sacrifice. You're willing to do that. You handed literally your son off to be crucified. It's amazing love that you have for us. And Jesus, thank you for willing to go to the cross. Thank you for willing to, as a human, to suffer, to, to get out of comfort, to do the difficult, to do the hard thing, to, to experience pain for us, to suffer, to die for us. Thank you for that. Holy Spirit, thank you for bringing it all together and working in our hearts and even right now, God, the Holy Spirit moves on. We thank you for how that you have uh, empowered us, brought conviction and moved us. God, we just ask that this communion would be very special for each of us. May our hearts be open to all that you want to do. In Jesus' name, amen. I was thinking uh, about Scrooge. Remember Scrooge and the three spirits? 
And the changing factor that came to him was when he saw his life, when he saw what kind of man he really was. And that's like us when we come to Christ, when we see who we really are and who he really is, then our chains are gone. Remember, his chains left his spirit because he became a changed man. So we're going to sing about that amazing grace that God gave to us through that baby. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now I see.
Go tell it on the mountain this week that Jesus Christ has been born and your chains are broken because of him. Have a great Christmas. We love y'all very much.